Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the first installment of the Cosmic Pirate Radio, I'm sorry, Cosmic Pirate Podcast for 2011. It is now July, July 5th today, and uh, our last episode was October 5th of 2010, so it's been a long time. Is that uh, like Oktoberfest? Oktoberfest of 2010, that is absolutely right, so... And we were all just jigging to the music going on there in the background, having a good time. A couple things first. We were supposed to have some friends join us tonight for the podcast, and and that is not going to happen. Uh, Jason and our our friend Rosa were going to join us, but they had busy days and decided they weren't going to be able to make it. Dennis Bonaducci is having computer trouble and cannot join us this evening uh, via Skype, so he's, uh, he's out. However, Roger Kahn, our co-host from Florida, is in town in Westchester tonight with us. Roger's and in the studio. Roger's in the studio He's with us. He's in the house. He's in the house. And so we'd like to welcome Roger to Pennsylvania, and happy he's joining us here for another podcast, and I'm happy we're doing another podcast. So we have Cindy and Roger with me in the studio, and we're your three and hosts For those tonight. of you listening, you can't see Drew pointing to us and doing all the hand gestures. Yeah, as I do. Last night, we were at Iron Hill with Jason and Rose, and Jason mentioned the Great Lakes Brewing Burning River Ale, and uh, that's what I'm drinking tonight, and that is a delicious beer, I must say. Thank you, Jason, for that uh, that tip. I think I've had it before, but it's been a while. It tastes very hoppy. I think he's trying a, a bit right now. I'm happy. Oh, so they're happy. calling it a pale. They're calling it just a pale ale, but it seems hoppy enough to almost be an IPA for me. Wow. As far as I, as far as I can say. Uh, she says. Roger's having a chocolate stout, you said? Yes. Uh, and don't c- ask me who brewed it. I don't remember. And, and Cindy's drinking a Guinness. So uh, that's all of the notes and comments I had for starters. Tonight's episode is, I'm looking back at our whiteboard here. We have two, we're going to do a double feature tonight. Two topics and try to get this all all finished up in about 40 minutes or so. And uh, our topics are bats and belfries. Coffee. Oh no, not belfries. <laughs> bats and coffee. And uh, I did. I had. Uh, I don't know exactly what the topic, what the specific bullet points were, but I think well, we had. Uh, well, let's we can discover them because because Cindy did a lot of research today. Roger and I were busy shooting video all day for a video that I'm going to be putting on YouTube. Um, so that's usually why we shoot video for a video. So we didn't have time to get to any research, but Cindy did a lot, and we're just going to kind of really. chit chat with her about well, bats compared and, to us, you did <laughs> bats and coffee, and the interesting connection that many of you might not realize the interesting connection between bats and coffee, in particular, the bean of the coffee. So, without further ado, do. Roger, oh, oh, oh! First, as yes. we as we usually do, Roger's going to start us off with some wacky news, right? You said you had some wackies. Oh, sure. Should we start with the irony of a motorcyclist who crashes while pro- protesting a helmet law? He was driving in New York with no helmet on in protest of the helmet laws. The man crashes, hits his head, and kills himself. 
That nice. is that is both sad and ironic. Yeah, uh, and stupid too. And stupid. That's, Anybody that rides without a helmet is stupid. In my opinion, you know, Cindy and I were coming about on that the other day. We're watching people go down the highway at seventy-five miles an hour on their motorcycles with short sleeve shirts and shorts on. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying to myself, I, I'd never, I would never. And Cindy has, Cindy's a motorcyclist. She's been on the road, and you've said you'd never go without pants. And I would boots, never do it. Leather jacket. Got to have I mean, boots covering the ankles. Long pants, at minimum, long pants. Preferably leathers over that, and absolutely a jacket. And a helmet, of course. Because that's your first layer of skin if, when you hit you the road. If you go for uh, driving lessons to learn how to ride a motorcycle, they require that you have boots that cover your ankles. Yes. Long pants and a jacket. Yep. Doesn't matter what the weather is, what the time of year is. And it's you see, required. You see these safety. people all over the place, and double riders too, like the guy with his girlfriend on the back, and she's got a, you know, a, a tank top on or something in shorts. Yeah. And it's just wait. You're just waiting for a nightmare there. I like when you see the guys driving on the bike and they have a helmet strapped to the seat. Why is it strapped to the seat? It should be strapped to your head. Well, how about the restaurant that uses virtual food? They serve real food, but before you get your order, you can have them show you a virtual version of it. They'll put a virtual version of the food on your plate. Basically, they're playing a little movie or slideshow, pointing it at your plate. Now, it's kind of hard to imagine... But I have a picture here showing it, and it looks pretty stupid. It's basically, yep, there's a picture of your food. I mean, they, they have that in all Chinese restaurants. What's the point? Why do they do that? I don't know. Virtual food? Yeah. Uh, does that mean you're virtually hungry? No, I'm starving. Put <laughs> real food on my plate. Thank you. I'm not really hungry. I just wanted to come in and satisfy my eye looking at pictures of food. Yeah. And how, how much does that cost if you just come in for the virtual food and not the real food? Uh-huh. I think they expect you to buy real food afterwards. Do they have virtual? You look at the pitch and go, oh, that looks so good. I have to order that. Yeah, I think not. Nice. Give me some fried rice. Let's get moving here. Virtual fried rice? No, the real deal. How about a school that was found using a bomb as a bell? A bomb? Yes, a bomb. All right. Explain that. All right. Well, it's in Uganda. And uh, there was there a, group, a group going around to uh, teach the uh, kids how to spot bombs. Because apparently there's bombs and landmines and whatnot they need to be concerned about. But somewhere along the line, they used a defunct or a dud bomb, a shell of one, a shell as a bell. bell. A shell bell. Shell bell. Not to be confused with a cowbell. And uh, so, yeah, they were using a shell of a bomb as a bell. Ding, ding. Time Sorry, to I don't have class. any bell sound effect. But that's about it for that. That's story. all you got for the wackies, huh? Yeah, uh, did, the rest aren't really that good. Wait, were we talking about something today that was funny that was podcast mentionable? I thought there was something that happened uh, today or yesterday. That I, it's, it's eluding me now, but uh, something I thought... Was it when we were? Were you talking about the guy that was suing the state of New York for being called an inmate after he was arrested for killing somebody? Yeah, sentenced to twenty-five years in prison, and uh, his family is suing the state. His family's suing because they don't like the idea that he's being called an inmate because that infers that he is uh, having sexual activity with others of the same sex. 
like in breeding, but in mate. They're in mating in the prison. No, they're all criminals. That person needs to go and, uh, whoever's suing needs to go and check out the uh, origin of the term inmate. Yeah. That and, you know, how many rights people actually do have when they're arrested and tried and convicted of murder. They have plenty. They're watching, they have full, probably full cable. They have internet access, I'm sure. Um, I mean, all the privileges that we have and more, I think, sometimes. I think the only free rights gym, they free lose gym. is the right to bear arms and a right to vote. Yeah, free gym, workout facility, right? Three squares. Education. Three square meals, education, uh, game night, bingo. You know, so, uh, I mean, just throw them in the cell and uh, and you're in jail, man. I mean, you don't, don't do that. This is what happens when you do. Yeah, you killed someone. And what rights is the person that you killed? What do they have? Nothing. They're dead. But it's inhumane. To, to mistreat, you know, to not treat them with their full rights. Oh. No, it's dig- called consequences and dignity. for and actions. it's humane when this guy shot somebody in the head. Yeah. yeah. He totally totally yanked someone else's rights out from under him. Yeah, along with their life. Consequences. Life. So, uh, yeah. Prison mm. talk there. All right, let's get on to bats. Bats first, or should we do coffee first? Let's do bats first. You can say it out loud if you wish. Bats. Bats. Let's talk about bats first. Did you say bats? I said bats. 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 I'm, I'm like, We're going to do bats first, people. I have to look to the right to Roger and look to the left to Cindy. One of these days... We're you don't have to look to me. You know I'm going to be making funny faces behind your back. One of these days it's we need to get a, of you. get a round table to do our podcast from. A round table. Just run a wire over. That means I would have to fly up to Pennsylvania again. <laughs> No. Oh, by the way, I'd like to thank, thank Roger you for, for sharing that with us. I'd like to thank Roger for uh, for uh, offering his voice in the intro to the podcast that said "jackass." That was not directed at anyone in the audience. Uh, no, we were just no. I just thought it was funny to put in there. No, uh, we were playing it with the deep, playing with the dumbass, <laughs> playing with the deep voices on the uh, com- on the computer here. So uh, that was Roger saying that at the beginning, at the top of the show. Dumbass. Okay, Cindy, take us. Take us to bats. Give us a little bit about... Uh, we wanted to dispel a few myths. That was something on the uh, bullet points that I remember. I'm uh, looking on the whiteboard at, at bats and the, the things that we thought we might talk about. And one of the funny things we need to mention is the the bedunking. The bedunking. <laughs> the bedunking, of, the yes. bedunking. Let's bedunk it. Bedunking of certain myths of, the bat, of bats. During one of the 3 a.m discussions that we have on a regular basis when we wake up in the middle of the night. We were talking about bats. Let's not get into why. No, we won't talk about the details, but... That's the 3 or 4 a.m. comedy routine begins. Yes, but the point being, on our discussion about bats, we were talking about the myths about bats. bats, And I said... I bet you there's some myths about bats. (laughs) I said, we need to bedunk them. I mean, debunk them. <laughs> so, on the, on the Same board. Same difference. Yeah. Well, you wrote down on the board, B-dunk, I know. with a dash and, in between them, so I just repeated The problem that. is we did that at 3 a.m., and, uh. and uh, there wasn't a lot going on upstairs at 3 a.m. When, when I was B-dunking. So, we are here to B-dunk myths about bats. Yes. As well as explore some of the evolutionary things about them in terms of why they do what they do. Why are they different than a lot of other animals? And and they fly at night and they have special 
sensory things that help them survive, et cetera, et cetera. Special superpowers. I, yeah. I tell you, I think bats are among the coolest creatures. That's just, I mean, come on. A flying mammal that uses radar to guide itself. Sleeps upside down. Sleeps upside down. Sonar. Has sex upside down. These things are... Sonar. These things are... In, yeah, so, oh, sonar. I'm sorry, radar. Dumbass. Jack wagon. Sonar to uh, guide themselves as they fly around. I mean, this is awesome. So uh, are we be dunking first or are we... Uh, we're be dunking. We're going to be dunk first. That, that's light. Now, that's fun. There's the myth that or, or the mis... Is it a misconception? That uh, a bat will get tangled in your hair. Because that's just what bats do. They get tangled in hair. But, that uh, is one of the myths. That is one of the myths. And of the several myths that I explored today as I was researching this, this is one of the most far-fetched notions about bats that there is. There's a lot of movies that portray bats getting tangled in people's hair, blah, blah, blah. And it's more about just the hysteria of people when they encounter bats. And then I think the movie world has created the nonsense of bats flying into people's hair. So it's all just ridiculous. There's not even any reality associated with this myth. This is the most ridiculous one ever. There is no reason about this at all. There's there's nothing to support this. Thinking back, I remember a a time I was probably, oh sheesh, I was probably 14 or 15 or something. I don't know. Living, living back when I was with my parents in our house in uh, in Lake Tamarack up there in North Jersey, where Roger was from too. Um, I remember my father having to tackle it. Not, he didn't literally tackle the bat, but there was a bat in our attic, <laughs> right? This bat in I'm the attic. Haven't we all a had a bat in the attic? Or a bat had, in the, a bat had in one the in my bedroom. Yeah, in your bedroom. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, let me finish my yeah. bat in the we'll, attic. We'll get story. to mine in a little while. Yeah. Uh, my dad actually put on uh, his like windbreaker jacket, zipped up to the collar. I mean, like to, like his just his head was sticking out, and he had his gloves on, the long pants, jeans, and he put a knit cap, winter cap on his head, and he went up there with a, a long uh, poster tube, like a movie poster tube, and uh, some sort of plate or something on one hand, a cap of something on one hand, and then the bat was like against the wall. And so I think my mom shined a light and he's up there and he like stalks toward the bat and clunk, clunk, puts the uh, tube over the bat and then traps it in the tube. And he comes running through the house like he's got the plague <laughs> contained <laughs> and everybody has to get out of the way. I can see him too. He comes down that, come, I mean, well, you know, you don't know. Bats can be dangerous. You don't know if they're, if they have, if they're rabid, can bats be rabid? Yes. But if they have... Uh, diseases or whatever. So he was taking the good safe safety steps to keep his family safe, get the bat out of the house, right? So I'm not making fun or anything. Nope. But yeah, he comes he comes blasting through he comes down out of the attic. He's holding the stoop and and like everybody clears out of the way and he goes running out of the door and I mean my mom had the door open for him and he went right out and (laughs) and like just let the bat go. Release the bat. Release the bat. But (laughs) You know, it was exciting, too, because I was like a kid. I was like, oh, man, my dad just caught a bird. You know, it was the best thing to have, best thing to have happen. Um, so I, but, yeah, he had the cap on to prevent the bat from getting tangled in the hair stuff because of that myth. But still, you never know. The bat starts flying around crazy, and it could it could get caught in anything if it's freaked and it doesn't know where it's flying. But, but, there, but bat's sonar is so well-developed, or evolved, I should say. 
God, they don't hit anything except the insects they're hunting. Yeah. They know exactly where the hell no, they're going. The bat in the hair is, is ridiculous. Unless, they, w- they would never purposefully go into somebody's hair. Unless you're Marge Simpson. I mean, well, that's a whole different yeah, story. Unless there. you have some big beehive or something like that. That they just accidentally hit because it's so big. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so you had a bat in your bedroom, you said. Oh, yeah. That Tell us a little bit about that one. Well, what this is hell? back when I was younger, also living up in northern Jersey. Um, living with my parents. They went out somewhere. I don't remember where. It doesn't matter. But anyway, the front of our house had um, phony shutters. They were decorative. They looked like shutters, but they weren't. And there was a bat that was living behind one of the shutters. And as my parents came home from wherever they were, they opened the front door. The light comes on. It was one of them sensor lights. And apparently it startled the bat. He came out from behind the uh, shutter, flew out, and the only clear path for him was through the open front door. And somehow uh, he managed to find his way into my bedroom. Oh, I'm wow. just laying there on my bed watching television. My parents come home, and my dad stops by my room to talk to me. He comes in, and I had the uh, ceiling fan going, and I'm looking up, and I see this thing flying around the ceiling fan. My dad's looking up, and I was like, what's that? He goes, oh, it's a bat. Oh. Yeah, mom Just like, like matter-of-factly? Yeah. Oh, look, like, um, like a butterfly. Dad closed the door. Figured, you know, we'll keep him contained in the one room, and it was hysterical trying to catch this thing. There's uh, me with a, a tennis racket, my dad with a fishing net, and you know we're trying to chase this thing, finally catch it in the fishing net, and he takes it outside and releases it, but it was hysterical. That's one thing we will never forget. It was just one of those things that was funny. One of the many funny stories in our lives. Bat in the bedroom. Yeah, any experiences with that, uh, you, Cindy? Bats? Yeah, when I was a kid, we had a couple of bats in the house. It was very a funny. couple now. Oh, you yeah. see, Roger the one. I me, we had the one. I remember. You, you have to at least, us, don't you? At, well, I don't remember details, but I do remember two instances where my dad was chasing a bat around with. That's a one upper. With something. With just, a bat. No. <laughs> chasing a chasing a bat with a bat. There you go. Well, come on, we used a fishing net and a tennis racket. You could have used a baseball bat. And I remember my mom running around a screaming. Tennis racket. <laughs> you know, covering her hair, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Do you, uh, because she had at the that big time, dude. we hadn't debunked the uh, myth. Debunk, yes. Debunked it. Debunked right. the myth. I'm sorry. And you I mean, don't get it right. You don't know what your. Uh, uh, what your dad was using to uh, attack or try to capture this bat? I don't remember. He was brave. He used his bare hands. Alrighty then. Be dunking two more myths. Okay. Continue on. Be dunking two two more. I thought we only had two written up there. One was the hair. What was the other one? That's all we talked about so far was the hair, and then we went off on stories I'm about... I'm saying on the board we only had two. Did you find another one? No. We didn't have anything on the board other than... Be dunking myths. We didn't have details. No, we had uh, hair, hair and then and, and then uh, blood sucking. Oh well, vampire bats. We're getting to but that. But you said two more now, I so have, you have another I have one. Another okay, one, yeah. oh, I'm, getting, I'm excited. Awesome. This is good. Don't get too excited. <laughs> the <laughs> third, the third myth is that bats are blind, and people think this, of course, because bats are out at night. Up until about, and they're far from it. Actually, I'll tell you, up until about four years ago. I was under that. I was of that same camp because I didn't know. I had done some research on it and then learned 
There are. I think there is one species of bat that cannot see that well. However, most bats can see, and the sonar is used because they hunt at night. Well, most bats have bad eyesight, but they're not blind. It's because they use, of course, sonar to find not their radar. way. Mm-hmm. Right. Not radar, O'Reilly. Echolocation. So, another myth. Be dunked. Echolocation. Be dunked. And the last one, of course, is the blood-sucking. Blood-sucking freaks. Vampire bats. Right? That's the thing. They All do suck the blood. Vampire bats do suck blood, though. and uh, Not necessarily suck it. They lap it. Yes. Blood they, lapper. They have an anticoagulant. In their saliva, right? That's why bats look freakish. They have that split lip that allows the blood to like, uh, it actually wicks in right in by their tongue. When they bite, they have that split lip. There is one bat. I'll I think it's, it's the vampire lip. bat. It has, a, has a, a certain like, maybe it's not split. The bottom lip is kind of shaped and it has a, uh, an interesting shape to it that allows the blood to like flow in as they're lapping. Makes it a lot easier. Am I right? Or is that? Yeah, at the bottom. You see at the bottom of the mouth? There's like a little valley there. Yeah. A little depression. They could put that right underneath the bite in the incision they've made. And their their saliva has an anticoagulant that actually allows the blood to... Well, you know what? You probably have it all written right there. No, I don't. So, no, this is not scientific. This is more oh. just about bedunking myths. I think that is the case. I don't case. have details about the vampire bat and how Do it sucks blood. you have your computer blood. on? Can you Google that, Roger? <laughs> yeah. Maybe Roger can Google the scientific part while I just... What am I Googling? Basically, de- wow. debunk, or more appropriately, bedunk the I'm myth. Right back. But in general, bedunking the myth about vampire bats. Most bats... Not vampire bats. Most bats basically just eat insects and fruit. That's what they eat. However, vampire bats do drink blood... But they only drink the blood from cattle and other things like that. But there are absolutely no danger to humans. Oh, see, I didn't know that. I thought that it's possible they would drink the blood from humans, but that they don't normally go for humans because the other animals and whatnot, cattle, like you mentioned, are more readily available. They're out in the field. Easier to access. Yes. Well, it doesn't get into that specifically, but from what I was reading, they really present no danger to humans whatsoever. What I have now poured into this beer glass is actually what it, what the label on the beer glass says. I actually just poured into this Bell's Oberon pint glass, a Bell's Oberon ale. Very good beer. Highly recommended. So we've debunked, but you said there's another one now. Roger's still looking for the vampire bat information. No, that was it. Did he pull it up? No, but I finished debunking the myths. Oh, the other one was the eyesight, right? Okay. And if you were here, you would know. No, I was there for both of those. No. Then why are you saying? Why are you asking? I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Did you find? I'm waking on it. Details. Okay. Well, you interject when you find that, and then we'll continue on. Cindy, uh, sounds painful. What else? What else on bass did we have? 
evolution and diversity, and I, have, uh, I think Roger has some information about that. Yeah. I'm picking up my notes. I'm getting ready to speak. Okay. Well, apparently there were some fossils that have been found that uh, clear up some controversy. There's always been controversy as to whether bats learn to fly or learn to use echolocation first. Fossils have been found that prove that the uh, bats learn to fly before using echolocation. These uh, fossils are about 52.5 million years old. Wow, that's cool. And apparently, because of the wing structure, they've been able to determine that they learn to fly. And it was uh, after they learned to fly that they developed the echolocation. Which, to me, makes sense. Because if you're using echolocation to find bugs and can't fly, um, how are you going to get the bugs? That's about all I can really say on this. And they say that the, the uh, frequency of their echolocation sound increases as they're approaching their prey. Well, that's what sonar is. As they're is. nearing on it. No, no, no. No, not not the re, not the return echo to the bat. The actual frequency of that chirp leaving the bat's mouth increases as it's approaching its prey because it's then clo- more closely tracking the prey to pinpoint it. Because it can tell when things are moving as it's nearing something, but then as it approaches, it needs to pinpoint so we can actually snag that thing. So it increases the frequency of its chirp or whatever it does. You'd get like a chirp, 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 and it's like. A rapid fire at the what end. What was that again? I can't do it again. It's rapid fire at the end, so it can it can nail this precise location of that insect as it's flying towards it. And that I watched, I got from watching TV. Well, I found the information. So there you is wanted, some good stuff you can come get from TV. But I'll let you read it since it was something you were interested in. Okay, about here. The shape of the lips and yeah. whatnot. Here it is. They have specialized front teeth, lips, and tongue to aid them while feeding. And uh, their feeding method is described here. Primarily feed on livestock such as cattle, horses, pigs, and dogs due to their abundance, but they will also feed on the blood of wild animals and humans. But they don't attack attack humans. Their front teeth, lips, and tongue are highly specialized to aid feeding. They use their teeth to trim away a patch of fur. Then they slice away a piece of skin. During this process, they release saliva that contains an anticoagulant known as Draculin. Nice. And uh, hence the stuff movies are made of. And so yes. the wound, then the wound will continue bleeding. And they have grooves in their lower lip and on the underside of their tongue that form a straw-like structure, which enables them to suck the blood out of the wound. So I thought it was like a wicking type of lapping thing, but it actually That's allows them to suck it right out of there. Over a 30-minute period, they can consume 25 milliliters of blood. That's an ounce. So, that's kind of cool. That's very cool. It's also kind of creepy. Draculin. That's nice. funny. <laughs> Thanks for pulling that up, Raj. Good info. Yeah. Got that? Got it. All right. Now, bats are awesome. Bats are cool. Let's tie into our coffee with, uh, with Cindy's wonderful discovery of the... Uh, Connection between bats and coffee. Yes, because not only do they use echolocation, eat bugs, but they make good coffee. They make... Oh, have you ever tried the coffee? The bat coffee? No. Then how would you know? 
Because I've been told that they make good coffee. Really? Yeah, better than okay. Starbucks. I don't have a lot of details about bad coffee. I did find some information, but I didn't pull it up. Well, well, what the heck is that then? You can't tease us with that info and not bring anything to the table. Well, I have something. Have okay, well, okay. In front of I you. have you can something, it but it's not that. Okay, well, well, Roger, we were videotaping. We were taping. We were videotaping today. Uh-huh. We were we were recording video <laughs> <no> today. Tape. <laughs> we were recording video today. We didn't have time to look up anything. We've been we were busy. video chipping. We've been busy. Uh, I just no, but what I'm saying is, as you're giving her a ration, you're sitting in front of two computers. Let's hear what you got. You can Google it. (laughs) I did. Absolutely right. I did research some bat coffee, but I chose to not pull that up because I thought we had discussed it before. But as we talked about on the way to dinner, it was a different discussion. I guess it had to do with cat. PCs well, it's an animal that resembles a cat. Yeah. Loki something something. Right. But I think that's Loki what I coffee. just found today. And I pulled it up under Google search with bats and coffee. I just I just typed in bat poop coffee. The straight poop. That's it. Kopi Luwak. Kopi Luwak. Oh, right, right, right. The straight poop. But that's not That's exactly that's what the I looked cat. at. That's not a bat. It's the bat, not the but cat. But why does it's it come bat, up under a bat, under bat Google? That's the same that's thing we talked about before. That's a cat that looks like a meerkat. Well, it's an animal that's Baguano. similar to a cat. A meerkat or a cat. That's the same thing. That's the same thing we talked about before. Um, okay, so there's no... It's the cat. It's not a bat. Right. As far as we can, and we'll as look, far as we can tell. We'll do some further research and uh, and find out for sure. Let's move on to coffee. So that, that is yet to be bedunked. That is yet to be bedunked. But the one connection I found between bats and coffee are that bats are incredible insect eaters, much more so than birds. So they consume some form of caffeine to get that, that boost to be so efficient and no. profi- proficient, I should say, at, eating, at gathering their insects. No, it's just that they're no. able to basically destroy so many of the insects in coffee plantations so that coffee oh. can thrive. Ah, yes. And I knew if, there was if, a reason. If bats, like bats were not around, there's a lot of coffee beans that would not survive because the insects Buggy would take beans. over. And bats will take care of almost double the insects that birds will. Okay. So that's a good thing. I need a lot of For caffeine though. lovers, that is a beautiful thing. We are we're we're running out of time. Want to keep the coffee for next time? Well, no. Let's let's start on the coffee. I mean, is there a lot? You don't have to read everything. We had we we, we didn't cover varieties. Uh, we were going to talk about burr versus blade grinders in the coffee. We could make it a separate episode, but we could. My love of coffee and all there is to talk about it. I say we keep it for a separate episode. Keep it for a separate episode. Okay. There's well, a I lot th- of good stuff, and well, I only looked up a couple me. things. So we covered bats, and we got to say hi to our uh, wonderful fans out there again, of which we have so many. Uh, and, I, I uh, guess uh, asking Cindy to have a short conversation about coffee would be similar to asking you to have a five-minute conversation about beer. Exactly. Or asking me to have a short conversation about We have about eight minutes left. Tell us how, <laughs> how, how beer general. is about. <laughs> how what? What beer is all about. How do you make it, you know? It was eight but minutes. That's, that's, no, that's a whole... Come on. You can't, I'm just making a point you here. You do bats and beer. Google. What, Google a, bats and beer. See what, are you making got. a point because I'm going to run over time then? No, I'm making a point because you expect Cindy to talk about coffee in just a few minutes. You can't do it. 
just as well as you can't talk about beer in a few minutes. And I need to stop hitting this. Thing yeah, I head. think you do. Yeah, what can I say? I'm like my father. I can't talk without using my hands. What is that thing? That's some sort of... Uh, you want to shut me up, handcuff Instrument. Me. I have the name of it written somewhere. Uh, I looked it up and I found it. It's a Middle Eastern instrument from Uzbekistan my parents brought back from a trip there. And also that drum up to to left to Roger's right up on the wall is also from that But you can't see that. Place. Yes, but nobody can see that. I'll have to post pictures on the podcast. Along with the picture that Roger took of us three of us tonight sitting here. Oh, you mean the one on the camera that's probably got a dead battery cause it's sitting there with the uh, viewfinder on yeah. the whole time? Yeah. Yep. That one. Okay. okay. Well, that was fun. Hey, what yeah. did you miss most about podcasting, Cindy? Or are you just too busy to notice that we didn't even do any for the past eight months? No, I I just miss us taking the time to BS together. Yeah. Roger, what about you? Oh, I miss cramming for all the information that, you know, last minute, oh, we have to do a podcast. The That's hard right. work. I forgot to uh, look up anything and do research. Scramble, 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 scramble. Oh yeah, I got something. Two minutes later, but you're yeah. the you're the king of <laughs> you're the king of wacky news. Yeah, well, I I love that. And you I, live. I, I look up wacky news for fun. And why is this? Why do you have the most wacky news? Because all you have to do is open a newspaper, well, right? It, or look it, out it, the window in Florida. It is Florida. <laughs> so uh, no, but I'm glad we got back. I think we need to continue this. It's fun for us. It's good. And um, and we hope it's good for you, too. And apparently, it's good for Christina, because she's fast asleep right here. Christina has been doing wonderfully. I have this, this very small cat that's been very sick. She's had bad teeth. She's had teeth pulled. She's had colds. She's had infections. And she's curled up next to Roger right now. She's so, a trooper. As happy as a cat on a futon. That's pretty happy. She's doing great. She hasn't sneezed in like a week. But yeah, we're happy. So the cats are doing good. Dusty's as fat as ever. Um, we've had a busy, busy year. A lot of stuff going on here. And that's one of the reasons we haven't had the time. We haven't had the equipment to do a podcast, let alone the time. We've we've had We've moved. We've had vacations and trips and projects and stuff to do finished a cd project finished a cd project that took seven months to to finish now we have to finish the video project now we have to finish the video project to support one of the songs on the cd from the cd shameless plug uh yeah uh well i could put it on the website there too but most of our fans already know i'm sure from facebook uh no that I, i i released a cd called it's all timing uh, last month was it month was it month before last it was in May in May so uh, that's out on iTunes and stuff like that anybody interested can go check out uh, Drew Vicks it's all timing on iTunes I appreciate your support hope you like the music and if you do like it go ahead and post a review at iTunes and let everybody else know that you like it and uh, so anyway that that was a big project that took took us away from everything Roger appears on the CD Yes. Cindy co- Cindy basically co-produced the CD. It wouldn't was be the same without me. Major, you're absolutely right. Cindy was a major part as well. Both of these guys, always a major part of my projects and I'm stuff. I'm a good critic. Good good feedback, good critics. Um, but that was a major thing. And then 
we had to move and then all my equipment was dismantled and taken down and finally got it all put back together um and so here we are but yeah just lots going on this year so hopefully now we'll be able to get something a little more regular going back out again get some good topics to talk about if anyone out there has any topics they'd like to like to hear us discuss or any wacky news or anything like that please feel free to share it on our facebook page go ahead to i think i have it set for facebook.com slash cosmic pirate but uh you can you can find it by googling cosmic pirate podcast or going to cosmic pirates christina boogie cosmic pirates.com and uh, catching a link from there. I have to update that website as well. And also the email address is not correct anymore. So do not contact CosmicPirate at gmail.com because that email does not work. I have to get a new email address and that will be all set up. Find us on Facebook. Find us on Twitter. Twitter.com slash CosmicPirate. We're all out there. And we're coming back this year with some good episodes and stuff like that. We like to have some fun. We like to talk about different things. We're glad you all could join us and listen in. Thank you, Roger, for being here this week. Thank you, Cindy. And we'll talk to you all next time. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.